Is this thing on? Hello? Yes, I'm here. Okay, let's go. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Scare Producing, the horror podcast that is serious about series, aka literally the worst name for a podcast. I'm Callum McNabb. Y mi nombre es Gisela Martinez. And a special shout out to friend Chris O'Brien who provided the wonderful intro that you just heard. I know, thank you Chris. <laughs> um, yeah, so for all of the <laughs> exorcists, well... As an introduction, we are now moving on to The Exorcist films, uh, and, and as per Scared Reducing, it's a franchise we haven't really seen before. I've seen the first one before. I've seen the first one before. The se- and I've not seen any of the rest. Yeah, same. Uh, also should point out that we are not covering the TV series mm-hmm. from... A few years ago. Good. Which apparently is meant to be quite good. Ran for two seasons, 20 episodes in total, and then it got cancelled. But apparently it's meant to be quite good. But no, we are just focused on movies. So for all of the Exorcist episodes, I'm going to put Chris's intro in yeah, the front Yeah, basically, this is, is a special kind of... Uh, it's approaching. It's like a run-up to Halloween. Yeah, kind of and now. also... We're just over because, a month away. And also because we're going to see the play, so we decide that... Chris is going to introduce the show from now on. <laughs> well, no, but, well, for the this exorcist special thing. And if you want to be part <laughs> of the show, send us your introduction. So you might be in the show. Yeah, I don't think anyone's going to do that. Uh, yeah, there's going to be people. Hey, I believe in you, fans. <laughs> we don't have many of them, but... I believe those four fans. Yeah, get Odette and Daniel to do it. <laughs> They'll do it. Anyway, uh, so we're talking The Exorcist, and before we get into the film and uh, our experiences about it, watching it the other night, uh, yes, this episode's late again because for some reason I seem to be allergic to Sundays. Yeah, that's So weird. same excuse as last week, which is if we'd recorded yesterday, it's now Monday. Um, if I'd recorded yesterday, it would have been a lot of... <laughs> and sneezing. Yeah. So we didn't want that, so we decided to delay the episode by a day. Recording Monday, we'll upload tomorrow on Tuesday. Um, well, I mean, we don't know what is this <laughs> Sunday allergy. It's like Saturday fine, Sunday horrible, this is Monday the second fine. Sunday that he gets really sick <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> yeah. We don't know what's the reason. He got this steroid shot. That actually lasts like what three months or something, but it, it's been like a, a, two months. Yeah, but that worked. The, it that worked, work. but now that is not even that sunny or warm. Yeah. Now he's getting these allergies. I don't know. Maybe he's lazy and don't want to do the <laughs> podcast on Sundays. No, my fault. Also because we're being we well we've been watching the NFL, putting a bed on it, and of course it wouldn't be a nice, uh, a sport competition thing without us putting a bed and competing against each other. So we're just basically trying to guess, like, well... All the Sunday games. Yeah, all the Sunday games, yeah. and then see who gets more than yes. the other one. Yeah. But that is completely irrelevant to what we're talking about tonight. Ah. But yes, we are doing that every week. And, tomorrow, f- and tomorrow is the bake-off. Yeah, well, yes. 
when this episode gets uploaded, it'll be Bake Off. Yes, and on Friday, oh we're going to The Exorcist Live. We're going to The Exorcist Live <laughs> on Friday. We'll be talking about that next week. Before we talk about The Exorcist, and I don't want to do... See, I was talking about all other things. No, 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 this is related to this. See, you're uh-huh. jumping in. You're jumping in. La Rata. <laughs> I, I don't want... Like, I, if you've listened to this podcast before, it's not really a sort of behind-the-scenes sort of thing. It's more just the two of us watching a film and how we felt watching it like how does it make it you know does it is it scary is it funny blah 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 does it make you jump but there is one behind the scenes thing that i didn't know somebody tweeted about it a couple of months back and i read it and i knew we were going to do the exorcist so i was like that's interesting i will save that and read it out and it is the first thing i'm ever going to do about the exorcist it is a tribute to a radio actress called mercedes mccambridge now, who is Mercedes McCambridge? And why know. does she deserve a tribute at the top of the show before we've even discussed the film? Because she was possessed? No, because she her was name mental. was cut from the credits. She is the voice of Pazuzu the Demon. And her name is not in the credits. Okay. And they believe it is because some people have speculated it, they thought it would hurt Linda Blair's Oscar chances if they knew that she didn't do the voice. Okay. So it's this woman that done the voice. Now, you might think, eh, a woman doing the voice... That's not that bad. This woman went through hell to do this voice. She had cast and crew tie her up to a chair in order to try and express more fear, more anger. She, um, She says, I've been an alcoholic, saved by the AA, and I've seen people in state hospitals in straitjackets, the hopeless, abysmal, bottomless groaning and screaming. I used imitations of those hellish cries. So she used her experience in hospitals with alcoholism uh-huh. in order to mimic, like, you know, you go to, like, the cliche horror, like, mental asylum. You hear these cries. Like, she just did so much. So she was kind of like a method artist? Yeah, she says she with had voice. chronic bronchitis, and that helped <laughs> with the wheezing. Um, and she said, for weeks I couldn't talk above a whisper, my voice was ruined. And her name was cut for the credits, which seems very harsh, just because they wanted Linda Blair to get a better chance at an Oscar. So, before I talk to anything they exist, it's a tribute to Mercedes McCambridge, because the voice in this is really cool. Who is... Wait, so they made a movie, yeah. and they cut the name, yeah. and they still make it a tribute to her? No, this is articles. Somebody tweeted about oh, it. Oh, the article is a tribute to her. This is me giving a tribute. This is an article. Oh. The article's called Don't Forget Her Name. She said, I should swallow raw eggs... I should smoke cigarettes constantly, and you got to give me some booze, which is going to make me nuts, and I'm getting off the wagon to do this, so I want my priest around to counsel me. So, this film is a horror classic. It is considered by many people to be the scariest film of all time. Macklemore, which is Macklemore. the BBC radio critic Mark Kermode, but he's I call him Macklemore. It's his favourite film of all time. He says it's probably the greatest film ever made. It's big, big news, basically, The Exorcist. So I had seen it once before. Same. Probably twice. Did you remember liking it, or... I remember liking it, yes. See, I remember the opposite. I remember not liking it. Oh, I remember I liked it. And it was so scary. What age would you say you were when you first saw it? 14? Okay. I was like 17. And that was the last time I watched it. 
maybe maybe even older than that. I remember it being like, oh, that's that's a big horror one. It's like The Shining. The Shining's the one that works for me. So The Exorcist is going to work because it's the other like big one. The Blair Witch Project works for me. This The Exorcist, it's a big one. And it didn't. It didn't scare me. So it was always like, eh, Canada, I'm not interested in watching it ever again. But then when we decided to do these, it's around Halloween. We're going to see it live. Yeah. There's five of them. Why not give it another chance? So we watched it the other night. And Tizella, you're in a word. Scary. <laughs> That's what you came up with. Yes. Horror classic. Scary. Okay. That's fine. We'll talk about that in a minute because I'm I'm very interested to, to know more about your thoughts on it because our viewing experience was interesting to say the least. And uh, my word would be hopeful. Okay. I was thinking about this today. When Hereditary came out last year, it was marketed or there was a quote and it was like it's the Exorcist for a new generation. Mm-hmm. Or it's the Exorcist for this generation. No, it's not. I don't think so. Now, personally, I find Hereditary scarier. Mm-hmm. Than the Exorcist, I know I understand some people don't agree with that, or maybe most people don't agree with that. The difference I think, though, is Hereditary. I think is a film which we've already talked about on this podcast without hope. There, it's complete despair. It's so sad. It's so dark. There is no chance for this family to deal with what they're dealing with. They don't even know there's a problem, right? Okay. Whereas the Exorcist. I think has a kind of positive outlook, which is these people can be saved. Yes, it's going to be tough. Yes, it's going to be difficult. But there is redemption out there. Okay. If demons exist and the priests can fix them, that must mean God exists. Just by extension. Mm-hmm. Which means heaven exists. If hell exists, heaven exists. Right? Yes. So it's kind of like a dark and despair film, but if you just think about it a bit more, you go, well, actually what it's suggesting is kind of hopeful. Similar to the Conjuring films, which are always this positive outlook on the world despite all the fucking demons and shit. Mm. So I think this film is quite hopeful. That's my word. Okay. So, we Mine watched was it. scary. <laughs> we watched it two nights ago. And it was maybe, what, 11 o'clock when we put it on? Yeah. It's late. Like, so it's the last yeah, two films. It was 11. We watched the version you've never seen, it's called. With extra monsters. <laughs> With extra dinosaurs. <laughs> um, he's only made that joke before I put it on. I didn't get that joke. And it was only just before it started you said it again. And I was like, oh, Father Ted. Of course. Yes. But um, yeah, so it's the one with the spider walk with the blood coming out of her mouth. Which isn't in the theatrical cut. We own both. Because uh, I had the version you'd never seen on DVD. And then I bought a box set of all five of them. So I asked you, which one do you want to watch? It's seven minutes longer and you went with that one. Yeah. And I and then I when know. I watched it, yeah. I was like, oh, I watched this before. That's the one you watched. Yeah, I watched the, before, yeah. I don't know the main differences. The only difference I know is the spider walk. The walk down the stairs. Okay. That she does backwards. That's not in the original film. Do you like that scene? No. I, that was... I, I can't live with that. Okay. When I first saw it, I remember that was the bit where I was like, that's that's the bit I love the best. This is the spider walk. It's super cool and creepy. Okay, yeah. Um, but you know what? I think at the extra time, probably, mm-hmm. is when they are in the basement mm-hmm. talking about the Ouija board. No, that's in the original. Really? Mm-hmm. But it's no more? 
I don't know, they're not there for very long. And the one oh, thing no! I like about that scene is the Ouija board moves itself, like the, the disc moves itself, when uh, Regan, played by Linda Blair, tells her mum that she's been using the Ouija board. Yeah. The little device you use to move to the letters, mm-hmm. it moves itself. It yeah. flies over to the mum. Yeah. But they don't react as if it moved itself. Like, it's kind of like the mum assumes... It's a game, yeah. It's the, part of the game. Assumes that... Reagan has pushed it over to her. Yeah. Almost like she didn't see no. her do it, but she must have. Do they don't what? react, which I like. Do you know what I just realised? Yeah. I think I've seen the second one. Okay. Well, the I, second I, one is I, considered I just, terrible. So. Uh, or I've seen something else because I have this image in my head. Mm-hmm. And it's not that. What is it? I mean, it's something to do... With, they're talking about the Ouija board. The girl is wearing uh, brown pants long hair like I I perfectly can see the scene mm-hmm. and it wasn't there so I thought well, maybe they cut that and put this no. or maybe I've seen the other ones oh, we'll, we'll, we'll find, find out, out. we'll find out so yeah the movie so we so watched it it starts with this woman that it's like a movie star has a daughter that's not how it starts yes no it's not it starts in Iraq so, let's talk about the movie. <laughs> it starts in Iraq. It starts in Iraq. Yes. With uh, Father Merrin. Yeah, discovering some, like, objects and things like that. It's like a demon statue thing. Yeah. The demon Pazuzu. Now, Max von Sydow... Pastuzu. Like, Pastuzo? What's Pastuzo? Uncle Pastuzo. Paddington. Paddington, yes, of course. Uh, no, it's not. He's not a demon. No, he's not a demon. <laughs> he has a nice soul. Paddington 2 is probably the best movie of this decade. Okay. Um, yeah, so he discovers this sort of... They're doing an archaeological dig and it's kind of suggested that he releases some sort of demon into the world. What I was going to say is Max von Sydow, who plays Father Merrin, okay. who is the exorcist, El Exorciste, El exorcista. El exorcista. So exorcist is feminine. Yes. But because he's a man, it is El exorcista. El exorcista. So it was 1973 this came out. Okay. He was born in... He was quite old. How old do you think he was in this film? In the 80. You think he was 80 in this film? Yes. Right, well, he's only 90 in real life now. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's not possible. <laughs> 1929, so one year to 30, 40, he was 44 in this film. Okay. You have him as 80. <laughs> that's good makeup. That's yeah, good makeup. Like, good they makeup. age him up. So, he yeah, looks really fragile. He is, uh, yeah, he unleashes or finds a statue of Pazuzu, and uh, it's suggested towards, as the film goes on, that he's maybe familiar with this demon, maybe he did an exorcism before. We don't know. But he's going to do one later on. Then it comes to Georgetown. And as you say, there's an actress. She's there filming. And she lives with her daughter. Yeah, I didn't say that. What did you say? There was an actress. And she had a daughter. Because he's supposed to cut it. <laughs> All right. Well, probably not. Because I don't know which bits are cut and which ones are not. Um, <laughs> so there's an actress living in Georgetown with her daughter. <laughs> and... Um, the daughter has been playing with a Ouija board. Yes. And uh, has contacted a friend. She calls him Captain Howdy. 
And um, yeah, as I say, things are a little bit creepy, but not too much. And um, the, the Ouija board moves on its own. They don't seem to notice. But also, we are getting slow sort of backstory scenes with Father... Damien. Damien Karras. Father Damien Karras. Now, I just thought it was interesting that Demi. he is uh, a father called Damien, and in The Omen, the uh, son of the devil is also called Damien. So it's like a priest with the name Damien, and in the other big devil franchise, or demon franchise, it's the uh, it's the bad guy called Damien. But anyway, mm-hmm. he's going about his life and caring for his mother, because she is basically at death's door. She's very sick, very old, very fragile. And she dies. And he's kind of having a crisis of faith. Your standard, maybe I don't believe in this anymore. Yeah. You know, what evidence is there to suggest that this exists? You know, my mum doesn't deserve this pain she's in. Blah, blah, blah. That stuff. So that's all going on at once. And eventually... What I like about this film is you don't ever see Reagan get possessed. She just becomes possessed. I mean, you see things move and she starts acting a bit weird and swearing a bit mm-hmm. more, but you don't see anything go inside her. There isn't a scene where she talks to the Ouija board on yeah. her own. Yeah, just starts changing. She just she just starts changing. Yeah, exactly. Now, what bit is it that you felt... Because you did feel really scared watching this. So I was sitting in a different couch that Callum was sitting on. We don't sit on the same couch when yeah. we're watching films. Yeah, which was... Post a photo of the orchid. The couch that, by the way, I hate them. They're brown. I don't like They came them. with a flap. We can't yeah, get so I can't get rid of them. Anyway. anyway. So, yes, I was sitting <laughs> in the couch that is near the window. Face, and, back facing the window. Yes, and Callum was sitting in the couch that is near the TV. So basically, I can see Callum. He only can see if me if he turns his, his head yeah. to me. So. I, there was part in the movie that I was like, okay, yeah, I'm feeling cold because that movie looks really, really cold. Yeah. And then you see these flashy images of demon of things, mm-hmm. and then the music, and then you feel kind of unsettled, like oh, something's wrong and I don't know what it is. I'm just cold here alone, and then start looking behind me, yeah. and I was like freaking out, and I have to say to you, come and sit with me, because I, I, I'm freaking out, like, I'm freaking out. Yeah, which surprised me. I was very surprised because by your reaction, I, I, oh, because this film doesn't scare me. I understand in the 70s when it came out, there's reports of people vomiting, and, and there's thinking. all the backstory, and, and you know, part of it you go, okay, how much of that is just marketing? How much of that is just... You know, oh, they handed out sick bags, barf bags to the audience because people were being sick. Like, how much of it is playing up to try and get an audience? Mm -hmm. The same way that apparently the set burned down and an abnormal amount of people connected with the film, but not filming, but connected, died. But yeah, there's a documentary about it. But Max von Sydow, I I started watching the documentary. That's the thing I said I was going to tell you. Earlier on today, I said I was going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you in two seconds. I watched a beginning of a documentary and he says if you're filming for a week you're filming for a week if you're filming for a year stuff's gonna happen yeah and the filming went way over schedule for this so more things happened and so part of him is is like it's all just a good story you know some people are gonna die 
the set burned down was it deliberate who knows but it all led to this sort of mythology behind the film mm-hmm. now the story i was going to tell you earlier on was i started watching that documentary mm-hmm. during lunch today at work okay what did we have for lunch <laughs> and I, I stopped it as soon as I started it and then, was, and then looked at my lunch and was like, nope, stop. No, <laughs> I no, started, no. Watching, started watching Netflix instead. Now that you mentioned that, I yeah. was hitting up uh, the lunch yeah. that it was a soup, broccoli, broccoli and... and zucchinis. Yeah. And someone came and said, Gisela, what's that? And yeah. I was like, it's broccoli and zucchini, really healthy soup. Yeah. And they were like, that looks like vomit. And I'm like, but it's tasty. Want to try? No, thank you. No, no. Trust me. Trust me. Try it. No, that looks gross. Right. That looks like mucus. It do, yeah. And it I'm doesn't like, look like vomit. It looks like mucus, kind yeah. of. It looks like the vomit that Reagan throws up. Yeah, in this totally. Film, no, you're saying yeah. Pea soup that she vomits. So I started watching the documentary, and I went to take some of my soup, and I was like, oh no, it might. It reminded me of what I watched two days ago. Yeah, I can't. And I put on an episode of It's Always Sunny on Netflix and had my soup then. <laughs> so, um, where were we before mentioning so, that? So, yeah, the Damien. Yeah, the, he's we having ca- a crisis we of kind of, Yeah, we kind of get... Uh, oh, it wasn't... Uh, that was me moving the oh, table. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, we get to know him a little bit more. Yeah. The, like, the mom is a little, like really really old he wants to put it in an asylum the mom is like don't leave me there but she gets sick and she dies and then she gets moved to an asylum without consulting him mm-hmm. and the mom kind of gets kind of like a grudge on him like why you move me i told you i don't want and then she dies there yeah then he gets kind of depressed and everything he starts questioning everything and he has a really creepy nightmare really creepy nightmare oh really when he's running down the street and his mum's coming out the subway. Oh, yeah. And then, then she turns down. back yeah, and yeah. walks into the subway. And then he's like waving at her. And that's when you get the first flash of the demon face. Yeah. It just flashes briefly on screen. And as people have said over the years, is it subliminal messaging? Is it this? Is it that? And uh, William Peter Blatty, who wrote the book and the screenplay for this, has said, it's not subliminal because you can see it. It's quick. Yeah. And it's, you know, there where you go like, whoa, what the hell was that? But you definitely notice it yeah. flash up. So it's not subliminal, it's there to like unsettle you. But the reason that that nightmare I think is so creepy is because all the sound drains away. Yeah. All sound. No music, no sound. And when it flashes on screen, there's no jump, there's no skate, just a flash. And it just, it it's reminds so me, quiet. It uh, when I come to you. Oh! Uh, something like that. Oh, no! <laughs> if you have not seen the original Whistle and It'll Come to You... Is that a BBC thing? It's a BBC thing from 1968. I think it's like 40 minutes long. It is one of the scariest things I've ever seen. It's just so quiet. And... So quiet. Oh. And it's just the bed sheets moving. That's uh, all you hear at the end. Uh, what did you do after you watched that for the first time? I pray. <laughs> yeah, I remember I was in Mexico. Yeah, um, so yeah, that that's a good sort of, like, connection there. Yeah, the sound drains away. And I noticed that as well at the end of this film when the exorcist scene happens, the exorcism, mm-hmm. there's no music. There's no real sound. It's just dialogue yeah, and breathing. Yeah, it's just, and then the bed, like... And a lot of breathing yeah. and a lot of... But there's no music. And blah, 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 blah. So they don't make a big deal out of it. They're just yeah. like, this is what's going on. Yeah, it feels like actually that can happen. And, well... Supposedly, this is based on a true story. Exactly. I'd say that with air quotes around it because 
I'm not a believer in spirituality. Oh, I do. I which do. is maybe why you found it scary. Me, oh, I don't know. That freaks me out. Because if there's good, there's bad. If there's shadow, there's light. So, anyway, so yeah. So that's Damien, father, whatever, yeah. priest. Mm-hmm. And then things start happening with Reagan. Reagan. Yeah. Like slowly she starts like uh, kind of having convulsions, but the mom clearly sees this, the bed shaking and mm-hmm. floating. Take her with the best doctors in the north of the States. I don't know, because she has money. Mm-hmm. She can pay for everything. Yeah. Uh, she tries everything, and one of the doctors, at some point, when Megan is kind of like Reagan, eh, Reagan, Megan, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna call her Megan. Why? Probably. Okay. Because I'm anyway. gonna forget. <laughs> so one of the doctors, when uh, Reagan mm-hmm. is kind of in a bad shape now, kind of like the face, you can see like a little bit, the lips really mm-hmm. dry, yeah, all like cut. They say. You know what? You should consider to talk to a priest. Yeah. Because, because we have seen this before, and uh, the believers think that this works. So you might consider that. Like if she believes she's possessed. Yeah. She may also believe that, well, that an that's exorcism cure will her. work. Like cure yeah. her, which is something that this is this may be why the film doesn't work for me. The film absolutely has a disregard for doctors and science. Mm-hmm. To the point where a doctor suggests a religious practice as a cure, which just seems like absolutely ridiculous. Now, I know she is possessed. In the story, she is possessed. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's but, really what's happening. I mean, they but ha- would a doctor buy into that? Before priests even seen her, a doctor suggests it. Like, they give her, like, pills, scans, and all this stuff, and then, they're, like, yeah. everything is normal. So they basically, like, I don't want to run the test again just stick it away probably just i I just felt like it was a way to be like uh you know what it's not our problem anymore take it and just do the priest thing oh okay um yeah so that's what happens but an important thing i should note that i just found out today when reagan's getting all the tests she has something which is called an Angiography? Angiography? I don't know how like you pronounce X-rays, it. Like x-rays, but from the no, past? when the needle into oh, her neck oh my God, yeah, and the artery that. spurts blood. Yeah. Apparently that's real. They actually did that to Linda Blair. What? Yeah. Oh, In shit. which a needle is inserted into Regan's neck and spurts blood. A procedure Freakin suggests was actually performed on camera. Has come in for some criticism. In his 1986 guide for the film Fuck. fanatic, Danny Peary called it the film's most needless scene. Uh, British comedian Graham Garden has trained as a physician agreed that the scene was genuinely disturbing <sighs> he called it the really in- irresponsible feature of this film did there you, you, did, did you win, win the Oscar? I don't think so oh fuck <laughs> I will just give her an Oscar for that blood thing oh that was horrible it looks horrible yeah um, but yeah so she gets all these tests and then they, they suggest maybe an exorcism and that's when um the mom, the mom contacts, contacts the priest. Damien, Father Damien. Damien. Demi. Yeah, Demi, as his mom calls him. Um, and he's not so sure about it. He's Because he's going through a crisis of faith. So you've got this idea of a doctor saying, you should get a religious man to look at her. 
And then you go and talk to the religious man. He's like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, and also it's not common to happen. And also someone prepared needs to we need do the, to the ritual and blah, blah. And just, yeah. yeah. But then, do you remember what sort of tips him over the over the edge? No. Isn't it when he gets rushed upstairs, the, the babysitter says, like, I don't want to freak out the mum, but come and look at this. And they go into the bedroom and Reagan, who is clearly possessed, by the way, <laughs> like her face is all mangled, her eyes are bright green, she's got random scars that she didn't have before, uh-huh. um, her hair's all greasy and sweaty, on her stomach it says, help me, oh, as yeah, if someone's yeah. inside her skin writing it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what tips him over the edge. Um, but yeah, some strange stuff has been happening. The film director of uh, uh, Chris's movie, the mother's movie, he's died. He was watching her one night and then yeah. he fell out the window. But they were like, ah, but he was an alcoholic so maybe he was drunk. Or did she push him? And that's why there's like a lieutenant in the background sort of just... A detective, yeah. Like, asking about it. But yeah. that doesn't really go anywhere. No. But as I say, the film... Like, you watch the film and you're like, she is possessed. Yeah. And she uses bad language and then it gets worse. And then she she does everything. Like, she masturbates with the crucifix. <laughs> she slaps her own mother. Yeah. Uh, Move things. She moves things. Nearly squashes her own mother with the with the wardrobe. She floats. Uh, yes, that's toward, in the exorcism. Yeah, she does float. Uh, but they already know that she's one hundred percent possessed by yeah, that point. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's just like so. It, like the film, there's no two ways about it. It's not like doctors are right or this that. Like, she talks backwards. Which they don't find out originally. They're like yeah. she's just saying nonsense, and then they play it backwards. Can you remember what she says? I, I, yes, she, she, say? she says like we are here. Like shut up. There's like a lot of things, like a lot of personalities inside or whatever. Oh really? Or demons. She's like, oh shut up. Oh we're here. And one of them mm-hmm. is says we want Mira, Mira, that is the father, the old person. What's the name of the old oh, person? Oh Marin. Marin. One of the voices says we want Marin. We want Marin. Oh, Bring Marin. Ooh. And I was like, because we watch it with subtitles. So basically, I, was, yeah. I read that. And I was like, yeah, what's that? And then we said, the priest, mm-hmm. the, actually the one that do, is going to do the ritual, yeah. that's his name. Yeah, Father Marin. So yeah. he was meant to be there. Yes. Uh, played by Max von Sydow, as I already mentioned. 44, his elf thought he was 80. <laughs> so he turns up in what is one of, if not the most famous horror movie image of all time which is him outside the house with a with hat the, the light shining down onto the street mm-hmm. and like silhouetting silhouetting him and that's and obviously become the DVD cover the VHS cover with a hat and portfolio yeah he's got a hat does it, does it really matter if he's got a hat <laughs> yeah why I don't know, because it's sombrero thing. <laughs> it's not a sombrero. Uh, hat in Spanish is sombrero. Oh, yeah, but it, it's not a Mexican... It's no, Mexican but it's a sombrero. Day. It I is know, a sombrero. But I was thinking... Technically, it's a sombrero. Yes, there well done. Shut up. I know. So. So, anyway, that's a really, really famous image. And when I was watching this film, I realized just how many... Like, you're, you're lucky if your film has one image yeah. that enters, like, public domain, whereas you could show it to someone and you'd go, that's The Exorcist. Or that's whatever. This film has, like, six. Oh, so many. So there's him outside the house with the light. Yeah. There is her floating above the bed. Yes. 
show that to anyone and they wouldn't go, is that the omen? Is that the conjuring? No, it's the exorcism. In the face of the possessor. The face, yeah. the, the, you know, that. Um, there is, do you mean the face of Reagan when yeah. he's possessed? Yeah. But there's also the face that flashes on screen. That one. Right, yes. But there's the face that you found, the, the, the subliminal face, that black one. Oh, give me It's you. super miedo. But that, you show it to most people, they go, I think that's the exorcist. And then the head. The head spinning, yeah. There is Google... Um, I just put the exorcist. Google. And then, oh, or with the eye, white eyes. Yeah, but that's the same. That's just the face. You're focusing too much on the face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one. <laughs> Google Ellen Burstyn, the exorcist. The mum, when she comes into the room and sees the bed moving. That one, the second one down. Yeah. That's really famous. You show it to anyone, they go, exorcist. Uh, when when they perform the exorcism and she breaks free and she goes like that, what's that? I don't see it. No. Yeah, yeah, that, that's the one I'm talking about when she goes yeah. like that. Look at the photo next to that, by the way. Oh, I know! Super miedo. Oh, okay. um, but like, I was watching this blown away. I was like, holy shit. There are so many moments you could pause in this. Oh. And just say, come in here and just tell me what film I'm watching right now. Just uh, give you three seconds. Look at it, boom, bang. And the person would be like, probably The Exorcist. It's just so Crazy many. how famous this film is. And as I said to you as well, the word exorcist, the practice of exorcisms, when there's a film called The Last Exorcism or The Exorcism of Emily Rose or whatever, anytime I hear the word ex or whatever, cyst, schism, blah, 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 yeah. I immediately think of this film, regardless. Yep. Like, you go, Exorcism of Emily Rose. I know that's a film, but it also reminds me of The Exorcist. Mm -hmm. The Last Exorcist. I know that's a film, it also reminds me of The Exorcist. Like, it's just crazy how much in the public domain this film is. But it doesn't scare me, which is, I don't know. It does scare me, I don't know why. So, they perform The Exorcist. Yes. The Exorcism, sorry. Which is what you so kindly did for us on our previous episode. The power of Christ compels you. The power of Christ compels you. The power of Christ compels you. So, in the making of this, they built the room inside of a freezer. Oh, makes sense, yeah. So that their breath, you can see it on screen. It's all genuine, real. Really cold. However, Linda Blair was in a night sheet. Oh my god, poor girl. And she has said, like, she cannot stand the cold. Like, for that reason, ever again, she can't stand it because she was freezing her fucking face off. Yeah, and I <laughs> I read that she had belts on the belly mm-hmm. that make her, like, go forward, backward. Yes. And that actually hurt her. Yep, and yeah. same with Ellen Burstyn, who plays her mum. She gets pulled away at one point, <laughs> and she yeah. had straps, and apparently William Friedkin uses their real screams in pain oh in the film like so it's like it's not like an acting scream it's like a holy like, yeah. like and he's like yeah put that one in that <laughs> seems real and apparently Ellen Burstyn was not happy with it and she was like it seems real because it is real that's too far <laughs> yeah but basically this film appears to be basically William Friedkin just going too far and but as I say it paid off it made a shit ton of money uh, it became heavily heavily famous Oh, yeah. And a lot of people consider it the greatest horror film of all time. But it doesn't scare me. And you know, well, anyway. So, the exorcism is happening. That's the end of the movie. I the totally big exorcism scene. Yeah. forgot how it ended. That both priests die. 
Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I was like, I know one dies, mm -hmm. the old one, and the other one needs to continue with the ritual. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, and then suddenly like, take me, mm -hmm. take me. So the demons get inside the priest, mm -hmm. and he jumps through the window. He has a moment of clarity where he's he jumps out the window. Yeah, and I was like, what? I didn't remember this. Yeah. So. He is asked to leave the room during the exorcism scene mm -hmm. because he's, his... His fate. He's, he's not really... I think, is he not helping or he's too busy focused on his mum or whatever? He's uh, weak. Yeah, he's weak and the, the, the demons pick up on that. Mm -hmm. And Father Merrin's like, leave the room. So then he re-enters after a couple of minutes or however long and finds that Father Merrin has died of a heart attack. And so he tries to revive him, but... Pazuzu in Reagan just like laughs at him. She just like mocks him. But she doesn't do anything. She's just like chilling at the end of the bed. Yeah. In a corner. Yeah. Like just like, eh, eh, fuck it. He died. Who cares? And then that's when he attacks Reagan and starts strangling her. And then is like, take me. Because it's obviously still a little girl's body. The demon goes inside him. Um, obviously, I don't know, trying to assume like, oh, maybe it'll be more effective in there. Or maybe it's like the ultimate win being inside the body of a priest. That's like the ultimate demon. Like, that's demon bingo. But, yeah. <laughs> you don't seem impressed by demon bingo. No. That was a good, I thought it was a good joke. Okay. Two comedy points. No? No. Okay. <laughs> um, and then he jumps out the window. Like, he has a moment of like, I have the demon inside me now. Before it takes full hold of me, I can kill it. <laughs> out the window and down the steps. The steps as well, they're super famous. There's another thing. Mm, yeah. They're really famous, those steps. True. So he dies. Dies. And then that's basically the end. Then it's like the next day or two weeks later, however long, and Reagan doesn't remember any of it. Yeah. And they're going to move away, obviously, because why would you stay in that house? <laughs> Even though you know... It's fine. It's fine now. But they were two people dead yeah, you'd because be like, of whatever mm, happens there. Nah, you're alright. I'm going to leave. Yeah. So they leave and then that's it. There's a priest and the police officer start talking. Yeah, just jokingly just like, about going to the movies and yeah. have tickets and whatever. And just like, you know, we, we kind of know what done this. We just have to fill in the forms. Blah, blah, blah. Bureaucracy. Yeah. And that's how the film ends. Yeah, I like it. So yeah, I think we've kind of ran through that really, really fast. But everybody's probably already seen it. Yeah. It is a classic. But it, as I've said again, I'm going to repeat myself, it doesn't scare me. I don't Which know. is why when I was saw it at 17, I think I was like, I don't like that film. Because I expected, I was like, here we go. Boom, I'm putting this on. You, this you, is going you to had be, high expectations. This is going to be the one that keeps me awake at night. Yeah. And it didn't. Yeah, your high expectations ruined it, I think. Maybe, but I think also I've realised on on revisiting it and thinking about it, the films that do really scare me, The Shining, The Blair Witch Project, Hereditary, The Babadook, all have a sense of hopelessness uh, to them. Characters are isolated. Characters are the only people who know where they are. Characters don't even know that they're being targeted. Whereas this film has a girl who is in trouble... And people who are trying to save her. And it's kind of like the inverse of what I think is scary. Mm -hmm. Like I find it terrifying maybe like if I was in the woods by myself. Like no knowing. Yeah, the, 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 yeah that's what it is. It's the non-knowledge. Whereas this is like she is possessed. We all know she's possessed. 
and we can fix her. It's going to be tough, but we can do it. Whereas The Shining is like, hey, this hotel's haunted, but nobody's really sure if it's haunted. And also we're in the middle of fucking nowhere. Okay. And it's just, all, I think that's... I don't know. I, I, mean, maybe that's... I mean, the name tells you it's a ritual thing. No, yeah, I know, I but I, I think it's maybe the tone that, that, that does maybe, it for me. Maybe, but... I don't know. It's but it scared like, you. You asked me to come and sit with you. This is it helps. And how were you after the film? Scared. How were you going and to bed? Tired. Are you alright going to bed? You didn't stay awake? You didn't I went to bed and put a podcast. I know, but like it didn't It's stuff they don't want you to know. Have you ever stayed awake at night? No. No? No. Because I always put a podcast and films. Yeah. Films have kept me awake at night. I've struggled to get oh, to sleep. Oh I never yeah. Oh, I don't struggle to get to sleep most nights. <laughs> but I, no, I never if I get really, really scared... Oh, no, it never happened to me. Okay. So, if you had to say, is this the best film we've covered? Or is it the scariest film we've covered? There, there, ask, it's a different one. It, probably. You think so? Yeah. Trying to think what... No, I'd still say Hereditary is the one for me that's the scariest that we no, covered. No, I think this one, uh, a freak, I don't know, maybe it was the alcohol... Maybe it was because it was actually really late. Yeah, maybe. But it freaks me out. Like, I seriously... What, what do you think it is that freaks you out about it? That's what I'm trying to, that's what I'm trying to get I at. I don't know. Like, why it's does The like... Shining work for me, but this doesn't? And they're both, boom, big, big films. And even this one was considered an Oscar play, whereas The Shining was winning Razzies, which is the opposite at the time. And it's only over time people have changed. So why is this one that was considered I a masterpiece? no idea, but it freaks me out. And I was like, I don't know. It's just all the church demon stuff. But do you I think that's know. because you grew up in Mexico and went to Catholic school with uh, yeah, maybe. nuns and things like that? Yeah, maybe. Or? I mean, those kind of things freak me out. I don't know. It's just... I seriously can't describe it, but the movie actually gives me the feelings of being cool. Being like, something is off, but I don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. I think the movie did a really good job, personally, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. to scare me. Okay. I freak out. And seriously, for all the scary movies we've seen, yeah. how many times I ask you, move with me? You haven't. Exactly. But we never I watched Hereditary failed. together. You didn't even watch Hereditary when we rewatched it. Well, we went to the cinema. Yeah, I know, but we never rewatched it. The two of us in the house, we haven't done that. Yeah, I don't know, but I just. But yes, telling you. so we watched Pet Cemeteries. We've watched the Chuckies. We've watched. I always see more other things than that. Yeah, you've never asked me to come and sit with you. I just, I don't know. The only time you've ever asked me to switch seats with you, but it wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> uh, yeah. set with you, was The Conjuring One. Yeah. And it was because the books fell on the bookshelf. <laughs> And you could see. And the only one standing yeah. was Dracula, and I can see the Dracula's face. Yeah. Oh, that freaked me so out. So you were like, please, can I sit there and you come and sit here? <laughs> and then. Was that the same night when we saw Mouse? No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. The reason I was going to the kitchen was to make a cup of tea. Mm -hmm. And then you were like, don't leave me alone, because you'd seen Dracula's face or uh -huh. whatever. And I was like, I could be fine, I'm just going to make a cup of tea. I opened the door to walk into the kitchen, and you started praying in Spanish. <laughs> I, uh, and I was just turned around, and I was like, I am not fucking going to the kitchen with you doing that in the background. Come with me, or shut up. I'm not going into the kitchen in a dark, cold night, in an empty flat, basically, and hearing, after watching half of a horror film, hearing my wife going, 
or whatever you say. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> it's so creepy. Anyway. So if you had done that during The Exorcist, I think I maybe would have freaked out. Yeah. But, yeah. For me, great movie. Deserves all the accolades um, it's it received. Maybe we freaking went a bit too far with the cutting Mercedes uh, McCambridge out, which is just harsh, or putting Linda Blair through an actual surgical procedure, which is needless, Fuck. completely needless. Um, well, I kind of did like, ah! Yeah, but, no, but they could fake that, though. I do. Put her away. Um, and also, apparently as well, the stunt woman that did the spider walk wasn't credited properly until 2015. Okay. Which, again, just seems harsh, because hey, it's a great work. The spider walk scene is still my favourite well, scene. Because, because I think that's because they cut it for the... The theatrical yeah. one. Yeah, I know. But it, the, the, the version we watched, the, thing, the things they don't want you to know, the version <laughs> you've never seen yeah. came out in 2000. So, yeah. Also, did you know this video? This film was banned in the UK until nineteen ninety. Yes, I read it in Wikipedia. Oh, did you? Yes. It was out, and then because of the video nasties thing, they took it away again. And it wasn't until I was nine years old this came out on VHS properly released wide for the first time. Mm-hmm. And it was made seventeen years before I was born. That's crazy. This film apparently has a lot of power over people, mm-hmm. but it doesn't scare me. Anyway, so that's the Exorcist. Favorite death. There's only two deaths. Is there? Yeah, the two, well, two priests and one director. Who dies off screen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so it's two priests. I will say the last priest, the sacrifice. Yeah, the one that actually jumps out. Yeah. You, see, you see it. Yeah. yeah. Not only that one. Is yeah. that the only two? Yeah. Yeah, it is. So. There you go. Not a film with a lot of death. Yeah. But a lot of creepy things. So, yeah. The flashing the, images. The oh, and also, sorry, it's not, it's, yeah. When they're doing the exorcist scene, yeah. and uh, Damien sees his mum on the bed just staring at him all in white. Oh, yeah. That's, that's super fucking creepy. Yeah. There is bits in this where I'm like, oh, no, this is good. But then it just seems to always pull back. I don't know. Um, so, this is the exorcist. You want to go and take a shower? No, I want to make lunch. <laughs> all right. Okay. Take a shower and do actually things that you need okay. to survive. Yes, this is the exorcist. We will be talking. The Exorcist 2 next week. The Heretic. Which Are is, we? Yeah, why not? Oh, okay. I thought it was this and then the play. No, it's and the play in one episode. We're going to be doing The Exorcist 2 and the play. Why? Because the, the play is not a movie. I assume the play is going to be just what we've already talked about today, but live. So I just want oh. to be like, here's what's different about the play and is it scarier? I oh, hope it's okay. scarier for me. But I don't know. But I also want to watch The Exorcist 2. And I now want to know if you've seen it before. Okay. So... That's next week. Sorry it's late. Big up Mercedes McCambridge. Thanks, Chris, for the intro. Yeah, thank you, Chris. And Hope you're having fun in Dubai. Hasta la próxima.